I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing this shit. You know what I mean? I'm tired of seeing this shit with the cops. I'm tired of seeing this shit with the country. I'm tired. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an episode of the Potterhood Podcast. We're going to get started in a few minutes, but just a couple words from me to y'all. So the last week, as if like quarantine episode eight wasn't enough. Like I'm tired of having to do shit like this and talk like this. So this last week out in um, Max, was it Wisconsin where this happened, bro? Where everything's been going on? Yeah. Kenosha. Yeah. In Wisconsin, first it started out with um, the officers, and I use that term very loosely, but it started out with the shooting of Jacob Blake, right? A man who got shot, what was it, seven times? The man got shot seven times as he was walking away from police. And if you watch that video, you see what you've been seeing, right? If you mean watch that video, you're seeing something that you've been seeing over and 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 over. Are you tired of this yet? Because I am. And over 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 again. Shit like that. Now think about what that must do to the morale of a people. If you watch that Jason Blake video, you'll see something. But before I tell you what you'll see, let me tell you what I saw. I'm so tired of seeing videos like this fam that I can't even get angrier anymore. I can't get angrier. Whatever the max level of whatever that is, I've reached it, fam. I've been reached it. And the sad part about it is, is that it's almost made me numb. This is how many videos I've seen like that. When I watched the Jacob Blake video, fam, I'm so used to seeing them do black people like that, that I noticed other shit in the video. I don't think y'all heard me. I'm so used to seeing videos like that that i was noticing other shit meanwhile the camera wasn't but it seemed like they were only a couple feet away from the man i noticed more how after he got shot the lady that walked up i was more i was more concerned with how she was jumping up and down because i'm so used to seeing videos like that So I want y'all to think about what do you think that does to a people, right? What do you think? I've been seeing videos like that since I was fucking six years old. I'm 27 years old. Tired of this shit. Let's take it a step further. So later in the week, 
later in the week, you have now a protest, right? It was peaceful. And an individual by the name of Cal Rittenhouse. And again, I use the term individual very loosely here as I think somebody like that is um, depraved, sick, evil. Small fucker. I think his parents drove him from Chicago to Wisconsin. He showed up to the protest with an AR-15. His goal being to protect the businesses. This kid is not a police officer. This kid is not law enforcement. This kid is 17 years old. He entered that protest. He shot, and I think he killed people. Matter of fact, let's see. I want to make sure I have my facts right. Okay, so Cal Rittenhouse killed two people, right? Killed two people. And now he's walking after killing two people. You can hear, you can hear the kids if you watch the video going, that guy just shot those folks back there. They just shot him. You can hear the kids telling the police that, hey, that guy that's walking past you with that gun just shot all those people. A mass shooter. The cops drove right past him. I don't think y'all understand the things that um, black people have to think about in times like this. And, you know, there may be some of you that are like, well, why are you being specific about black people? Because I fucking am being specific about black people. Here's the type of shit that we have to worry about when stuff like that happens. The same place where um, Rittenhouse shot and killed those two people is the same area. I don't know if it's the exact same area, but I think it's the same like um, either city or district in that state as um, Jacob Blake, where he got shot. Now understand something. Right now, as I sit here, it's 3.55 p.m., 8.29, And this is what I'm contemplating. I'm contemplating the scenario of Rittenhouse being brought up on charges, being convicted, and having to pay for what he did, right? I can see that happening. Then there's another part of me that has a rotten feeling that the cops that shot Jacob Blake seven times for no reason, I have this sinking feeling in my stomach that they might not face charges or they might not get convicted for what they did. I want y'all to think about what that's going to do to the psyche of the people that are watching this. And the reason I bring that up is because when Rittenhouse killed those two kids, I think, I believe that the two children that he killed were um, white kids, right? Now then, 
this is what I mean when I say the shit that we have to worry about. It's going to break the spirit of a lot of people if they have to see Cal Rittenhouse go to prison and this cop get off. Because it's going to show you everything that we've been trying to say for years. This system is fucked and we're tired of it. I don't care where you are politically. I don't care if you're on the left. I don't care if you're on the right. All I'm going to say to you is, where are your morals, fam? Where are your morals? We living in a time right now where you know for a fact there's a people-killing virus outside. We have candidates that are doing the following. One candidate, I believe, didn't have a... Um, rally right i think they did all the social distancing stuff and stuff like that then you have someone else that's running to be the president of your united states these united states this great country that we've been lying about for years and that man who's in charge of that our current sitting president donald j trump had citizens of his country show up 1500 deep i'm gonna say that again he had citizens of his country show up 1500 deep to a rally understand that fam they didn't require that people wore masks this motherfucker had our veterans who are more than elderly They're at risk for this virus. And you'll vote for somebody that will put his people in danger like that and then think that he going to protect you? You going to vote for somebody that literally is trying to scare you. Look at how they're facing kids, y'all. Look at what they're sending to face kids that are only asking for justice. A couple weeks ago, I was on this podcast telling y'all how it's conflicting for me. Because I very much am a proud American, right? But the United States being the greatest country in the world, that's a fucking lie. It's a fucking lie. In fact, it's such a lie. But the people here, the people here, it seems like there's two struggling sides. You have a side that wants to, quote, protect the foundation of this country. Let's be real, y'all. What's the foundations of this country? What was it founded on? Genocide, first of all. This first thing was founded on genocide. Why would I say that? What did Columbus do when he get here? When he got here, what did he do? Now, we call them Native Americans, but we don't actually know what they were being called before that. We don't know the names of their actual civilization or what this fucking land mass was really called. Killed all those people. Then these cowards did stuff even worse than that. They poisoned, basically poisoned people. They were trying to help them. 
That's one of the foundations of this country. What's great about that? It's not a foundation of this country. Slavery. It's the foundation of this country. What's great about that? And if this is the greatest country in the world with foundations like that, then what's that say about other countries? What's that say about humanity in general? But again, here we are with somebody who said, make America great again. I don't think America's ever been great. Not considering the lie, land of the quote free, home of the quote brave. There's a big population of people here that wanna make this country everything that it says that it is. Then there's a group of people that's trying to stop that. So, I don't know where you are politically. I want to know where you are morally. Because it's different when it's you. We learned that already this year. Everybody else was facing coronavirus before it got here. We just flat out didn't give a fuck. Why? Because it's killing old people and foreigners. That's how we looked at it. Then when that shit got here, it powered up. It went super saiyan. It started beating your lungs up like punching bags. And the person that's supposed to be at the top of all this told you, uh, go inhale some aerosol spray, you'll be fine. You have somebody in the office that's telling y'all so, so many lies that are blatant lies and leads me to ask a question of, well, wait, what are we really voting for? This is politics. It's not fucking religion, y'all. Anybody that's within the sound of my voice that listens to this podcast, and I want you to understand vehemently, I don't care how you feel about what I'm saying. I wish you could look into my eyes and realize how much I don't give a fuck right now. I don't care if you like what I'm saying. I don't even care if you agree. I care about what you act on from this point out. Because if it continues this way, it's going to get really dark outside. It's going to get really, really, really dark outside. Because Rittenhouse, that motherfucker was 17 years old. And he killed two people and shot I don't know how many others. And the fucking New York Post posted a picture of this motherfucker trying to take down graffiti or something like that as if he was a model kid. When Tamir Rice died, when police rolled up on him in two seconds and shot him, he was 12. He was 12. He was 12. And the police shot him within two seconds. That quick. That quick. This is how quick they shot Tamir Rice. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. That fast. One Mississippi, two That fast. They shot a 12-year-old kid who was playing with a toy. Cal Rittenhouse walked past the police holding an AR-15 in the same place Jacob Blake, who wasn't even the person that the police were looking for, 
they walked up behind him as he was walking away from them and they shot him in his back seven times now remember what i told y'all back in episode um quarantine episode eight about think about what it does to the people and think about how shitty the system is when you have people that will fight for all this good cop that you talk about all the time this good cop this good cop and all these bad apples right and how fucked up it is that they'll send out good cops to protect bad apples and then they'll make those quote-unquote good cops arrest the people that's asking them to take the murderers into custody well no it's even more fucked up than that having the police walk right past a killer who killed people that only wanted to ask the police to do right by the citizens, citizens that people like Cal Rittenhouse just killed. Hmm. Shit hurts to look at. It hurts to see. And not because, not because we know it's happening but the fact that it's still happening and the fact that we still can't be all the way honest when stuff like this happens. The fact that I, even as I'm here on my podcast, there's certain shit that I'm not going to tell y'all that I feel about this because we aren't allowed that freedom. Oh, Nico, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, you are. No, we're not. I can't tell you how I really feel about this shit. And I knew that in kindergarten. You understand what I'm telling you? That's not information that other people that look like me don't have either. You watch that video of Jacob Blake getting shot and you watch that girl jump up and down the way she jumped up and down. That's what you call fear and not knowing what to do about it. That's what you call it. The fact that I'm sitting here telling you as a black man that I've seen so many of these fucking videos and I'm almost numb to it. The fact that I'm telling you that the New York Post, who posted it, they found traces of marijuana in Trayvon Martin's blood at 17. Then tried to tell us how Cal Rittenhouse is some form of person that should be respected. This is only eight years between each other. Sasha and Malia, one of Obama's daughters got more shit from the media for smoking a joint than Cal Rittenhouse has gotten from some versions of the media. And see, the thing about this that really gets to me is that I don't know what Kyle Rittenhouse's mother looks like, right? But that fat bitch should be in jail. And if you have a problem with me mentioning her weight, fuck you too. She should be in jail. And we don't even get to know what she looks like. Right now, their house is surrounded with, quote, good cops even though she drove 
she drove, she drove her evil ass spawn to the place where he could carry out his evil. And there's some of y'all that might have a different opinion than me. You might say some shit like, oh, well, Nico, guess what? They attacked him. You fucking right. You fucking right. If I'm protesting peacefully and you walking up with an AR-15, you're obviously not walking with us. Y'all want me to be honest? Want me to be honest? Now you don't really want that. You don't really want that. Because my honesty is they should have beat that. You don't really want my honesty. Now, I hope you feel something when you hear that. And I hope you understand that whatever you feel, whatever that emotion is, I want you to know that beats in my chest times a thousand. Because I've seen it that many times. But it's different when it's you. And guess what? It will be you soon. Nico, what do you mean by that? Let me make sure I keep this absolutely clear. What I mean is that soon it'll be your kid that they treating like this. Have you not noticed that it seems like it's becoming you versus them, us versus them? They keep telling you these ghost stories about the mob, the mob, the mob. Like, we don't know what the fuck they talking about. They talking about Black Lives Matter and things like that. Well, guess what? We ain't killed nobody. Even now, even now, with all that we all have seen, not one time did you hear about a BLM mob running into the house of anybody. I want you to ask yourself, I want you to look at your kids. I want you to look at your kid if you have children. If you don't have children, I want you to look in the mirror. I want you to ask yourself if you deserve that. We have a father on here right now. The co-host of this show is a dad. His daughter's a black girl. And he has to live in a world knowing that there's going to come a time when baby girl leaves the nest. And there might be a time where that could be his fucking kid. And not because she even did anything wrong. All because, uh, you know, she was just out. We pay fucking taxes, fam. And still get treated like that. They shot the man seven times in his back like a coward and tried to justify it, even though we seen the video. I don't care if you get offended about me talking about cops because, you, you know, you got a relative that's cop. Fuck your relative and the badge that they carry. I don't care anymore. If you're going to be complicit in shit like this, you are the problem. How do we fix it? You tell me. You tell me. Because if it doesn't get fixed, it's going to get very, very dark outside. So if that, the question I'm posing to you is, figure out what your politics are, then ask yourself, what are your morals? 
This is far from the greatest country in the world. We could get there. It's up to you whether you want to block it or not. But if you are one of those people that wants to uphold the foundation of this country, I want to remind you that the foundation of this country is genocide, slavery, murder, and ammunition. That's the foundation of this country. And it's a shitty foundation, if you ask me. We aren't these boogeymen that want some type of fucking revenge. We truly want to be left alone. Or at least, personally, I would like for police officers to treat people that look like me with the same dignity that they've shown people like Cal Rittenhouse and Dylan Roof. And when you understand that Cal Rittenhouse killed two people and got to walk past the police, and then you think about the fact that George Floyd had an alleged fake $20 bill and got tortured to death by the police, the sun gonna go down and it's gonna get dark outside, y'all. But the sun gonna come back up. But only if y'all remember to turn on the light. My name is Nico White, and the intro will start here. The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. I am Professor Snape, and this is the Potterhood Podcast with Nico Wright and Will Poznan. You're here to enjoy the subtle science and exact art of podcasting. As there's a little foolish wand waving here, many of you will hardly believe this is magic. However, for those select few who possess the predisposition, enjoy the show. <laughs> Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with another episode of the Potterhood Podcast Quarantine Edition. Will, what episode are we on, man? We're on 17. Ugh, the 17th <laughs> of the quarantine series of the Potterhood Podcast. I'm Nico White. I'm Will Posnan. And, bro, I'm in a somber mood, man. I hear you. Somber mood. We just lost Chadwick Boseman, bro. Mm-hmm. I have him on here. We're going to sort him uh, yeah. to honor him a little bit. Yeah, dog. First, first of all, to um, to the folks that are listening, if you listen to the um, start of the podcast, man, um, you know, it's been a heavy last little while. You know what I'm saying? been a heavy last little while. And then to lose Chadwick Boseman the way we lost him last night, <laughs> That one hurt because you think about, right? There's certain people that are irreplaceable, dog. You look at people like Michael Jackson. You look at people like Prince. You look at people like Stevie Wonder. You look at people like Aretha Franklin. Those are the types of people that will never be replaced. They were all too good and nobody else be as good, right? 
then in some art forms, you find some people that know they're getting there. Like they'll never be another Denzel Washington, but fuck Chadwick Boseman was getting close. You know what I mean? Every role the kid played was pride, man. Pride. Some shit that you can show your kids. You know what I mean? And there's only a few actors that I have on a short list of like people who I really want to work with. I'm fortunate enough to say that a lot of them are like people that I know personally, like comedians and stuff like that. But for actual actors, dude was close to the top of my list and now gone. You know what I'm saying? Him, he's gone. Bernie Mac, gone. You know what I mean? So to see him go like that and then to find out that he had colon cancer and it's like to go with the schedule that he had and imagine the pressure of the roles that he was in. Like y'all don't y'all don't get to see sometimes everybody works hard, right? And we all kind of downgrade our jobs when we talk about other people that are in um high pressure work environments, right? Like I'm a comedian and I'll tell you in a heartbeat, I don't think my job is as hard as a firefighter's, right? And then a firefighter that got on stage would tell you fighting fires is a lot easier than doing stand-up. But y'all don't get to see the pressure that goes into filming a sketch much less a movie. I'm talking about the two minute joints that y'all get to see on Instagram. Y'all don't know the, the work that goes into those, that how many overs and overs and overs you gotta do things again till you get it right before it's even two minutes on Instagram. Much less knowing that you're coming into a role like James Brown, knowing you're about to play Jackie Robinson Black Panther in the time when Black Panther came out, when the same things that are going on right now were still going on, mm-hmm. knowing what things like that represent. And on top of all that, on top of all the everyday family things that you go through at your house, on top of all the things you go through in a relationship, all the things you go through in general, to add colon cancer on top of that schedule. And as far as we know, not complain once. We didn't know the man was sick. We didn't know the man was sick. And to certain outlets like media take out and all that shit, what's wrong with y'all? You know what I'm saying? What's wrong with you? Sharing pictures of when the man looked um, skinnier than what we usually... Stop doing that. Stop doing that. Especially to our legends, because the man is a legend. Stop doing that. Because if it was your grandmother, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't put a side-by-side of your granddad who was falling apart in their 90s of rightful old age. You wouldn't post that side-by-side. Don't do that to this man in his family. All the, all the gossip sites should really shut the fuck up because it was their job to invade his privacy to find out in the first place that he had cancer. They couldn't do their job on that end. So why are they trying to come to the table retroactively they already they're just highlighting how bad they are at their job yeah leave the man alone the only thing you should be talking about is his impact mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because his impact will last forever yeah there's the special sort of pride that i've seen people show up to the movies with for black panther special type of pride it's like pride we don't get to have you know what i mean i remember matter of fact <laughs> funny enough we have a podcast about harry potter 
people were getting mad at the pride that black people were taking and showing up to um see Black Panther. Funny how um that never seems to leave the <laughs> man's psyche. But people were getting mad. Oh, why are they showing up with that shikis on? Mm. <laughs> I don't know, for much better reasons than Nancy Pelosi and the rest of them showed up with. Uh, <laughs> I can assure you of that. So, then, the dude is a... It's Meanwhile, you go to a Harry Potter premiere and there's like 84 actual Dumbledores ding. in line. Ding, ding, ding. Because that was the thing. People are like, Wakanda ain't real. It's like, neither is Hogwarts. Whoa. Hogwarts ain't real. We ain't walking up to y'all smashing your wands in half. <laughs> <laughs> people are so ah man so what did you think about that whole thing well yeah i thought it was really sad because not only is he a great actor but it felt like the great directors were finally starting to realize what a great actor he was like yeah. early on he was doing a lot of period pieces and a lot of movies that i think uh white people just didn't go out to see. Like, if you look at a movie like 42, I know a lot of people who saw it, most of them weren't white. But late, like, lately, so the last thing that he was in was The Five Bloods, which is on Netflix. It's amazing. Like, yeah. Spike Lee's one of my favorite directors. It's It might be in my top five Spike Lee movies. And, like, he's got and two... And that's saying a lot. Spike Lee's a lot more consistent than... Uh... <laughs> ah! <laughs> well, Spike Lee has a lot more, a lot more movies than Tarantino. Like Spike Lee, and and Spike Lee's movies, the ones that, the thing I love about Spike Lee, or one of the things I love, is that a lot of his movies that people shitted on initially are mm -hmm. still around because they were way better than people gave them credit for. If you're looking at like Twenty Fifth Hour, or uh, I mean. I, I don't know if Bamboozle got the recognition that it deserved, but that was an amazing movie. Um, oh, you know, another one, Red Hook Summer. People didn't give Red Hook Summer nearly enough credit. Like, that movie's great. You know yeah. why? You know why? And not even because um, Spike Lee was just black. Not even that, right? It's easy to disregard people like that. Yeah. It's easy to disregard. It's easy. Because when you turn a blind eye, because they find... Spike Lee will tell you in a minute, oh, he's too militant and blah, 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 or he hates love, blah. hates what? Nah. Hates what? If he did all historical films, would that be a problem? You hear what I mean? Because we talking about movies that Spike made that are classic. We ain't got, we ain't got the classic. And people are like, oh, that wasn't any good. What are you talking about? Yeah, I mean. You didn't like Chirac? Why? That's the thing. All of his movies, with the exception of Old Boy, which is bad, but all of his other movies, uh, people still talk about them and people will still turn them on and go, you know what? Chirac's better than I thought it was. And you read all the reviews of a movie like She's Gotta Have It or uh, a movie like Do the Right Thing, and those reviews are mixed. But 20 years later, people are like, oh, those are classics. And that's one thing I love about Spike is that the reviews end up, the bad reviews end up being wrong at such a high rate. And 20 years later, 30 years later, you're like, these movies are amazing. So Chadwick Boseman- But it shouldn't have taken, it, it, cause you're right. You know what I'm saying? I agree with you. It just shouldn't take 20 years for you to understand that something was, was great. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's like, 
when um people go back and they find like old material of an artist and they'll say oh well you know wow this is really good yeah you didn't just meet this person you came in on that third thing and they got they were able to be ignored because people like critics who don't do anything they don't do anything now you had that weird like it's a conflict of interest if you have somebody that's like a part of the thing talking about the thing but it's also like why do we still even allow them anymore? This when we, when we when we consider it, like if the audience is the only thing that matters, the audience should get the final decision on what's good and what's not good, right? So if Ebert and Rover, who I, I just think that those aren't two people anymore, are they both still alive? Uh, no, both dead. Both dead. So you have folks like that that come out and critique something. And you go, okay, well, what have you acted in? Because this thing that you hate, everybody loves, so you're wrong. Or this thing that you love, everybody hates. That's what the, watching the Oscars were for me. I would, have, I would watch the Academy Awards sometimes and just go, who won Best Picture? How? I've never heard of it. Yeah. How are you the best picture and nobody's seen you? A hundred percent. And you look at, like, Malcolm X, which didn't win, and yeah. Denzel didn't even win Best Actor. That movie's still being played in schools, and I promise you that none of the other movies in that category are being watched by every child in America. What won that year? What beat it out? Uh, I mean, I bet you, I don't know. Back then, though, like there were so many good movies every year. It probably wasn't something that was pure trash, but let, let's, I'll look it up. Um, but yeah, go, so going back to uh, Chadwick Boseman, um, he was just starting to get noticed by the really cool directors. Like now that he did the Spike Lee movie, who's to say he wouldn't do like a Paul Thomas Anderson movie or a Stephen McQueen movie, whatever. And then on top of that, he was also a viable big budget draw because he carried the Black Panther movie with stage three cancer. Like, talk about the pressure of, like, n nobody can fathom, I can't fathom what it's like to have a, a 40, $50 million project riding on me and I'm getting chemo. Like, that's crazy. And having to keep weight. Mm-hmm. Having to keep weight, having to keep fitness. And you motherfuckers complained about not being able to go to get your hair washed. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I'm, I'm curious. Black Panther. And you want to know something even budget. crazier, Nico? Oh, God. $200 million was the budget for that movie. He's carried, he carried a $200 million movie. Oh, shit. That's crazy. All right, I'll do you one even crazier, though. With stage three cancer, he hosted Saturday Night Live. Yes. Yes. 100%. Like, we know the, the stress of what that... Showed up, on, showed up on time. And, as far as I know, nobody knew. Yeah. Nobody knew what he was going through. And see, this goes back into something just in general with everybody but oh and then black panther went on to make 1.3 billion dollars <laughs> let's not let's not leave that out so that's pretty important 
rest in peace to a legend. I couldn't believe it when they told me. And this is how you knew it was going to be bad, right? So we're doing the show at the penthouse for um, NYCC. And I'm on next, right? And the host just goes, what? I go, what happened? I said, buddy, go on stage first. Said, what do you mean? Somebody died. I said, well, who? I'm like, is the comedian? He goes, no. But the person that it was, was means a lot to the culture. So I'm like, oh, shit. I come on stage. You know who I was expecting to hear? I was expecting to hear that Cosby died. Right? Because when the guy said culture, I thought they meant, you know, culture of comedians. When homie said Chad, Chadwick Boseman, I, I haven't done this in years. I yelled out, no! I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. And then when I thought about it, right, the phrase life is short kept popping up. Life is short, life is short. Life is short because we created the construct of time, but impact lasts forever, at least for our forever. You know what I mean? Grand Canyon wasn't here before whatever meteor asteroid hit this motherfucker. That's a result of impact. Chadwick Boseman will live long as long as we live long because the man made an impact. Like I said, people go back to teach their kids about James Brown. They'll, they'll read them some things and then show them that one. Same with Jackie Robinson and definitely with Black Panther. To the point to where I almost don't even want them to make another Black Panther. Yeah, I don't know how they even would. Like, that movie care is carried so much by his energy. Like, I don't know who, who else can even do that. I don't even know if someone else should. Because again, we're in a generation also of people that don't respect the next generation. I.e., Chadwick is a part of this generation. And there's a lot of flowers that he got, right? And it's always like that when he passed away, especially unexpectedly. But think about how great he was and then go back and look at his awards. Look at his honors. Stop waiting to tell people that they're great. Stop waiting to give them their flowers because then we all end up looking and feeling like this. I don't know how many Academy Awards he won. None. But I do know that they're going to honor the fuck out of him. And they should. But he also should have some awards. Who Black Panther wasn't that amazing? Shut up. <laughs> Bigger than anything else that came out there. For that reason alone, and for what it meant to people. Meant more than Avengers meant to people, I can assure you that. Yeah. It helped change the psyche and helped move some people forward, actually. Black Panther is such an important movie that I know people that, just for the sake of their young kids, and I'm not even talking about just black, young kids of any ethnic background, watch that movie for pride in their family. Whatever it is. So for me, um, I know we probably were going to sort chat with Bozeman last, but since we already here and talking about it, may as well do it now. Yeah. I'll sort the man into heaven, actually. 
Yeah, I'm saying I'm not gonna put him in the any Hogwarts house. I think the man has a um, he has one trait for every house. But if I had to relegate it, and I do mean it would be relegated, he would be a Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff Slytherin. Because to work, knowing you were dealing with all of that, that's brave, man. That's brave. But also. You think about how much you meant to folks, right? And how much you ended up meaning. You look at somebody like Snake. Snake was around. You like Snake. You know what I mean? You like Snake a lot. And you acknowledge that Snake was a bad dude. Because we acknowledge that Chad Bozeman was great. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he got the legend status because of his age, right? And I thought he was like only 43. Because uh, black don't crack even with cancer. <laughs> but as I um, thought about it, right, you take somebody like Snake and you pull away all the irredeeming qualities about Snake. And you look at how in the first movie, it was like, oh, okay, this is a cool guy. And then how he slowly started to become everybody's favorite character and you lose him. Then you find out how much he meant to the entire story. This dude means a lot to the entire story. And I hope that if there is an afterlife or if there is like a place that your energy goes to reset or before resets, before you move on to whatever the next phase is, I hope that it can at least absorb the impact that it made. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what death looks like. I don't know what the afterlife looks like. But I hope he can, wherever he is, feel the importance that he had. So for me, I'm certain the man in the heaven, but I would say his qualities, his qualities fit in the house. But go to work the way he went to work and not complain, at least to us, that's something that deserves respect. And I hope that, um, you know what? I hope they build a statue of the guy somewhere. Mm -hmm. I hope they build a statue of the man. I think uh, his legacy is going to live on in kids wearing mm -hmm. that. Black Panther costume mm -hmm. for every Halloween for the next yeah. 20 years. Yeah. And then also, you know, I think uh, he made a lot of films about historical figures and yeah. people watching those movies is gonna, like, he's gonna be in people's lives for a long time. I, uh, the characters he reminds me the most are Harry and Victor Crumb, just mm -hmm. in terms of like the, both of them kind of have the same quiet, intense, focused, bravery. Like Harry has more of the outbursts, but that's partly because we're with him all the time. I feel like from the outside looking in, if you're like one of Harry's classmates, you'd be like, the only time he talks is when he yells at a teacher that Voldemort's back. Like yeah. most of the time in class, wow. sitting quiet. Like there's this narrative that's put on Harry that like he's this attention hungry kid that is just inaccurate. In most classes, he's just trying to like whisper to Ron in the back of the room. And uh, with Chadwick Boseman, I feel like some, t some actors, uh, they don't have as much of a spotlight on them because they're not as messy and mm. they're not as braggadocious. And Chadwick Boseman was always very quiet about how good he was. Like he never interjected himself into a lot of these 
best actor conversations the way that like even Adam Driver or Shia LaBeouf or Will Smith or any of these other actors that are a little bit louder about their movie star status in various ways, like verbally and non-verbally. But that's what makes it great because um, this is a Wayne line um, they use in the song Dr. Carter is that, but me, I'm just Grace, right? Meaning I ain't gotta yell about it. You know, <laughs> you know, you know. Grown man, though. Yeah. The picture that they shared on his page. I'll tell you right now, it's a beautiful picture, dog. Because you see somebody radiating their energy through their face. Not a lot of people have that. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of, that's a special quality. Most people are just facing. Yeah, yeah well, eyes, 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 windows, the soul. But like that picture that his family put up on his page to announce that he passed. If you ever want to know the impact of a good person looks like, look at that picture. Yeah, he has a he has a really interesting energy, and he does vibrate because, like, the other thing about him too is, I wonder if you felt the same way before I ever saw him act. I was like, oh fuck this guy, he's just getting parts because he's super handsome. And then, <laughs> then he also then the parts he started choosing were like Jackie Robinson and and Thurgood Marshall, and these parts. Of like he played Thurgood Marshall. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But like wow. initially he was playing like athletes and stories and stuff. And like he was playing all different st- kinds of stuff, like cops, whatever. But I was like, oh, he's this is a guy who's getting parts because he's handsome. I didn't check out any of the movies. And then mm-hmm. I'm tr- I don't remember the first movie I saw him in, um, but it was before Black Panther, but it was. I was like, "Oh, this guy can act," and he's like has an intense energy. He can do a lot of different things, and then, yeah, uh, yeah and now we're here. Made them losing like this, but uh, yeah, man, what house you putting in, bro? Uh, so I think that Gryffindor with Harry, and then I'm also gonna go like, not that he's like Durmstrangs, but he does remind me of Victor Crumb a lot. With like that, Victor Crumb is so talented and so like loved by people who don't know him and then you meet the real him and it's way different but you're like oh that's that's better in some ways it's everyone that i know this metal again impact everybody that did said they metal was broken yeah broken up the host of hq trivia matt richards he was on the show yesterday and he's met Chadwick before. And man, you, you would have thought like a close relative passed the way it punched him in the chest. You know what I mean? So if y'all listen to positive, do us a favor. Go I back. First saw him, I just remembered. I first saw him in the James Brown movie. That was ah! the first I saw him act. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's where I That's why I first saw him and then didn't recognize him when I saw the um, Jackie Robinson movie. Then when he was when he showed up in the Avengers, my actually started like really paying attention, you know, which is crazy considering James Brown was the first CD I ever bought. But um, if you listen to the Pot of the podcast, do us a solid. Go back and watch. Um, go back and watch Chadwick Boseman's movies, man. Treat it like it's the Harry Potter series. Watch <laughs> some of his early stuff all the way up to um his last stuff, and check back in with us. So rest in peace to the goat. We'll say rest in peace to the goat. Rest in peace to the goat. <laughs> now then, let's move on with some Harry Potter shit. What are we talking about this episode, man? 
So we're going to do a thing where I got stories from the, the world and then I got Harry Potter comps and then it's going to be your job to tell me how accurate these are, similarities, differences, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the stories in the world suck right now, but that's what we got. That's what we got. Let's do it. Okay. So first of all... Um, America's policing policies, the comp I have is umbrage making people write on their hand in the thing that, like, you know her magic pen that cuts into your hand? Yeah, yeah. That's what I got as the comp for the way America polices uh, black people right now. Okay, yeah, yeah, I mean, all right, and it's up to me to figure out something similar, right? Well, you you can do a better one or you can just talk about if uh, if that's accurate or so, like yeah, you can oh no, it's it's uh it's more than accurate because you're traumatizing people and you're leaving marks that only they can see and only they can explain and a lot of times they don't want to. If you listen to um to the folks that had that, if you just find an episode, you listen to it. <laughs> if you listen to the top of this episode, that's everything that I'm basically describing to you. You know, you remember how Harry didn't want to tell anybody what he actually felt. Mm-hmm. That's who we are. Because we don't, again, we don't get to say certain shit. Even in our biggest moments of grief, we aren't allowed to be honest. Because this is what that honesty would sound like, man. Hey, what do you think about so-and-so who killed so-and-so? I think I would like them to meet the same fate. That's what you would want to say, right? And of course, it wouldn't sound that cute. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't use words like that. But it would be the honest truth and the reason why we can't be that truthfully honest is because we're worried that they'll overtake our honesty and we'll get in trouble for being honest and then they'll try to connect you to something that was never in your intention you were just being honest you know what uh oh sorry no you good man you good when you think about the black parents when you think about the parents in general because even these kids in that right house situation they ain't black you know what I'm saying? Their kids are all fighting a good fight. And now they have to know what it's like to be in that situation, knowing that your child is gone. And you aren't even allowed to say the words that you want to see something happen to the person that did it. Think about what that must do to the mind. Will, you have a daughter. I ain't want you to consider something like that. But that's where we are, yeah. walking around and looking at our hands, knowing that this shit is painful. And then some of us are getting numb to the pain. Then you got some people that are getting real tired of having to look at their hand like that. So the ministry better figure something out. The thing that made me think of that parallel too is like- and It's a great parallel you came up with, by the way. Excellent job. Well, thank you. Uh, hopefully all of these live up to that precedent, but- uh, it made me think of that because because uh, I was thinking about how the media would have covered if Harry had to write on his hand and stuff, like mm-hmm. based on the way they covered this current shit. And you know they would have been like, well, Harry did call out. So, mm-hmm. you know, they yeah. would have completely ignored that what Umbridge was doing was illegal based on Hogwarts law. And they would have been like, well, if you don't want to get your hand cut into and sliced don't, into... Don't break the law. It's literally the stop resisting argument. 
Yeah. It's the stop resisting argument, which in case anybody doesn't know the stop resisting argument, when you tell us to stop resisting, you know what that sounds like? Here's what that sounds like. If a woman gets raped and you asked her what she was wearing, that's what that sounds like. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how it feels. So just understand that next time you um, throw that out to somebody, and I hope if you listen to this podcast, that's not true, but if it is, fix yourself. Also, I mean, that's like the idea that somebody would resist an arrest is part of the job. That would be like telling a doctor who's delivering babies, oh, like, oh, the pregnant would don't squirm when you're giving birth. Like, no, nah, right. if, if you're you in charge sound, of, yeah. Yeah, they sound ridiculous, dog. It's a lot of people that ain't never been arrested or been in police custody to say that shit too. It's like, oh, so stop resisting. Um, The point of this person's knee is right in the crook of my spine. Kind of hard to not move considering the nerve endings back there. You know what I'm saying? By the way, not only have they never been arrested, they can't even fathom or imagine being arrested. Because yeah. if you saw when they arrested, whatever the kid's name was, they go, uh, he was like, why are you arresting me? I'm here protecting you. Like this kid couldn't even imagine that he could be a criminal, but he's a criminal in the worst ways, a murderer. He's the he's worst kind of murderer. He's a murderer, dog. Like you said, couldn't believe it. I'm here helping you. My nigga, against what? What do you think of us? And when I say us, I'm not talking about black people here. I'm talking about the people that were protesting that night. What do you think they are? Who do you think they are? Yeah. Who do you think they are that anything needs protection? They're telling you, hey, but here's the, here's the biggest difference, right? He showed up with an AR-15. They didn't. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest difference. Dude, I heard one person on, on a, they wrote a thing, uh, they wrote like an article that was like, well, the Black Lives Matter people, they were showing up with, with skateboards. Like you're criticizing the Black Kids. Lives Matter protesters for their skateboards, but not the Nazis for their guns. Right. Not the Nazis for their guns. And by the way, that's how we're referring to these people because that's what they are. Yeah. Like, let, let's stop playing these games. Um, who's Nazis that are friends with cops. So Nazis think about that on both levels. Shit, that's just. Uh, what's the uh, <laughs> yeah. ne- what's the next comp you got, man? All right, I got the sports boycotts with Dumbledore's army. Sports boycotts with Dumbledore's army. Um, I put the sports boycotts more with um. Uh, ooh, that's a hard sentence to put together. The sports boycotts. <laughs> um, I put that more together with. The Battle at the Department of Mysteries. Yeah, okay. That's more of what that reminds me of because it's like, y'all knew this was a problem for a long time. And I'm glad all of a sudden that you're ready to boycott, but also now. Well, to to be fair, uh, please. the WNBA has been like doing social activism for like three years and the NBA has- You know the sad been, part? You know yeah. the sad part? I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's the sad part. The sad part is that's how little press that guy. I didn't even know that. Now, I ain't a basketball fan, but still. Yeah. And the NBA mm-hmm. started to get on the right track, like, with that stuff in the last year or so, year and a half. It's, yeah. the same, it's the same thing that I felt with, um, you know, everything else going on, where it's like, I should be happy, 
I should be happy that the NBA and LeBron and all them folks um, did what they did. And there's another part of me like, hey, fam, Trayvon Martin got killed in 2012. Yeah. We could have stopped playing some basketball. You understand? And I understand it's hard to tell anybody to do anything, especially when you don't really know how to handle stuff like that. And we don't know everybody's financial situation. Who's to say that they can even afford to do something like that? Everybody's not LeBron. So sure. it's it's complicated. But for me, I would uh, I would put that, that closer to the Department of Mysteries because just like in the Department of Mysteries, Dumbledore had to show up. And I think LeBron just went to Barack Obama to talk about uh, mm-hmm. what kind of plan they could put together. And see, even that. Again, it's dark and light because I am not going to sit here and lie on my own podcast about how I feel. It's dark and light because I'm like, well, why don't we already have a plan already? Y'all didn't sit down eight years ago and discuss something like that when it was happening. It was definitely happening then. Matter of fact, it seemed like the start of a black president gave the cops more um, like incentive to do this stuff. And we, I'm not even talking about this cops because Zimmerman is not a cop. Doing Roof is not a cop. So on and so forth. Yeah. Some of the mother subhumans that we have to share air with. Well, it's just so, I mean, it's like, the thing is that... Things are bright outside in some cases, though, y'all. It's not all bad shit, by the way. No, but, I mean, there is definitely criticism to go around. I mean, the, the the biggest scandal in regards to this with the last president was probably George Zimmerman shooting Trayvon Martin, murdering Trayvon Martin. And, uh... Obama didn't really, he weighed in in terms of saying that uh, it broke his heart. Mm-hmm. He didn't weigh in in terms of policy. Wanna why? I mean, because he, wa- he doesn't want to be a revolutionary figure. He wants to be a central mainstream in the crux of the American. Why do you okay. think it is? Okay. This is, uh, and again, this is my theory. I do not know Barack Hussein Obama personally. We've never spoken. But I'll say this. What do you think would happen if he would have been... This is what I mean when I say we can't be honest. I know I know, y'all probably like, but you said what you mean already. Hear me out. You noticed that Obama always used the word citizens? When you spoke about stuff like this, our fellow Americans, the reason why when every time stuff like that happened, Obama would have to use words like citizens, and you know, or refer to the person by name is because he couldn't specify black people. He couldn't say that. He couldn't say that. If he got that specific, that would have changed the ears of a lot of people. A lot of people would have either tried to shut off or ignore it. But the problem when you do that stuff is, is that you take the message that you have on the blackboard and you don't erase it. You just make it blurry as hell. You take that black and white message and it's gray on that blackboard now. Because now we're not talking about Trayvon Martin. We're talking about young men. In, you get what I mean? It gets to not be focused. And when it's not focused, I've seen it happen in comedy. In stand-up a couple of years ago, we started a movement where we tried to get more black female comedians on shows because there was an extreme lack. There still is an extreme lack of black female comedians getting work and being off of work, right? So when it actually started in the city, it was to get black female comedians more stage time. Want to know what it became? 
three months after that, no, I'm lying, three weeks, women of color. We weren't talking about women of color. We were specifically talking about black women, specifically, because black women specifically weren't being booked. But as soon as they changed the filter, the spots went, oh, okay, so we'll just have a person of color. Nah, we said black. We ain't say nobody of color. We said black. But as soon as you're that specific, for some reason, when it comes to this, people's ears change. Somehow you're not saying what you've been saying. You're saying you need to be over something or you need to get preferential treatment. It's like, nah, just want to be a part of it. Yeah. Mm. Shit weird, dog. This uh, shit is weird. Yeah. We're going to title this episode Dark Outside, by the way. Yeah, I, that's perfect. Yeah, definitely yeah. the title. All right. Um, so so we, I, I agree with that. Ministry of Magic, or uh, Department of Ministries. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that uh, it's... Yeah, let's go on to the next one. I think that's that's perfect for that one. Okay, so for the DNC, I have uh, Rufus Scrimgeour being the new Minister of Magic. Hilarious. Um, yeah, you're not wrong. I don't think it's um, Rufus Scrimgeour being a um, Minister of Magic. I think it's more, for me, it's like watching... Okay, it's a mix between two scenes. It's like when Alistair Moody shows up to the Great Hall in Goblet of Fire. He shows up and the lights get crazy. And he has to do a spell to get everything to settle down. That. That's what it reminds me of. Because I feel like I'm watching people do magic tricks right in front of us that we know are evil and that we know are wrong, but they're getting away with it anyway and they're wolves in sheep's clothing. (laughs) The wolves in sheep's clothing, dog. We literally have Barty Crouch Jr., Voldemort, and Peter Pettigrew in our White House. Yeah. And they line no, I'm saying DNC. DNC. The oh, the D- DNC? No, 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 no. I'm getting yeah. there. Because when you look at um, Dumbledore, right? Dumbledore brought in these folks to make things better, right? That's the same reason why the DNC brought in Joe Biden and screwed over um, homeboy Bernie Sanders yeah. again. So you okay. bring in Joe Biden to be of some help, right? I don't think he's of help but you bring him in to fight the enemy. That's what Dumbledore decided. Dumbledore is going to represent the DNC right now. So you bring him in and you realize, holy shit, yeah, this guy ain't all the way there. He's definitely not all the way there. And then the help that you put around him ain't even help because he's not really what we need him to be. And when now, I say Dumbledore, Dumbledore might have been a little too focused on finding the right Kuntik cloth to match his outfit. Exactly. Not enough on, uh, exactly. Exactly. Nancy Pelosi was way too busy putting on Kenty cloth and trying to get Tiger Bomb on her knees after she was on him for eight minutes and 46 seconds to realize, hey, we don't want this guy. But because he's the guy we got, I guess he got to teach defense against the dark arts, man. Mm-hmm. Even though it's obvious, uh, this ain't for you. But we hope the rest of the um, teachers around him will support him and keep him up. And, well, know, uh, they have so... On the one side, uh, I thought I was being pessimistic by saying Scrimgeour for uh, Minister of Magic because of what happens with him. But then on the other side, you got Barty Crouch Jr. But then on the other side of that, Barty mm-hmm. Crouch Jr., one of the best defense against one the, the best dark event of defense against the dark arts teachers that ever be on that show. 100%. What's up? 
But yeah, one of the best, uh, I said the show, the movie, one of the yeah. best uh, Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers they had in the series. So it works out. Hopefully it'll work out. You know what I mean? <laughs> we hope people vote right. Matter of fact, get your daughter to vote, man. Just take, oh, yeah, her, yeah. take her down and put a name somewhere. And we, we gonna, we'll edit this part of the episode out because I don't think we can talk about voting fraud. <laughs> well, I'm thinking about becoming a poll worker for the day in Newark. So if I, if I do. Hilarious. But yeah. I, I think that, you know, New Jersey's going to be blue this year. So whatever that means, you know. We'll see, dog. I just hope people realize that polit- politics and religion aren't the same thing. I, I feel like people are voting to hurt other people's feelings. That's what it feels mm-hmm. like. That's, oh, I'm, that's so I'm voting for Donald Trump. Why? Because I hate the people <laughs> on the left. What? Yeah. Dude, what, people, what's, what's one to do with the other? Dude, people are really like, like Trump supporters are really, they love the whole thing of like liberal tears, liberal tears. Have They're they ever both thought like that? Both maybe, sides are like that. But has anyone ever thought, hey, maybe these people are just crying because the country's shitty? Like, yeah, it could be that. Maybe could it has that. nothing I think to do that's with, what it is. Yeah, maybe people are just sad that the country's staying shitty. All right, so for the RNC, I got Voldemort in the graveyard. Voldemort in the graveyard. I have, um, you remember that scene where Snape is sitting there and they pull in the uh, leader, the teacher of Muggle Studies and they kill her on yeah. the table? That's the RNC for me. The fact that um, Chadwick Boseman has to not be here anymore and Rudy Giuliani was just out there free breathing amongst other human beings, secreting whatever poison is in his body on the other people. Oh, that's trash. Oh, that's yeah. trash. Oh, that's trash. Rudy so, Giuliani, yeah. he looks like the part of Voldemort's soul at Platform 9 and 3 quarters. Oh, he, he looks like the devil. Nah, ain't no way... <laughs> Ain't no other way to put it. He looks like the devil. I think he might be. And, and he looks like he laughs like this. <laughs> that's what he looks like. He looks like that's how he laughs. I, I can't confirm it. I can't, I can't, uh, which I don't hang out with Rudy, but I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I heard, he looks uh, like. I heard he speaks parcel tongue, but he doesn't hang out with snakes anymore because they just talk too much shit about him. Oh, yeah. You know, snakes don't like hanging out with basilisks either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Snakes <laughs> like to have their own territory. Uh, Garbage. Uh, right. I, I like I'm, both I'm of those. I'm sorry, y'all, that are listening. If you, um, you know, if you like these people that I'm talking about, I, I, don't, I, I really don't. I don't care. If they, I mean, the, the thing is, uh, and we'll get to this, I think, with the next topic. Um, people just need to think when there's a quiet time, put a line in the sand of what is unreasonable behavior. Yes, and hopefully yes. your line in the sand is Americans shooting each other. And you go, Amen. hey, if a president facilitates Americans shooting each other, that is an unacceptable precedent. If the minister of magic told everybody, let's say there was a disease out in, um, in Harry Potter's verse, right? There's a disease out that can kill you or at least take away your magic. You know what I'm saying? One or the other. It's going to kill you or take away your magic or take away your magic and kill you. Those are your only options, right? But the way you could avoid it was to wear a mask, right? And then the minister of magic, knowing that this thing has already killed 150,000 of his wizards and infected almost 5 million of them, 
got the worst crisis than anybody else. Got the virus last and got the worst crisis. And then the Minister of Magic told 1,500 wizards to gather. He wants to stay a safe distance away, but they're not. And they don't have to wear masks if they don't want to. Putting them in a position that just killed another wizard not even a month ago. You want that guy? Mm, y'all weird. Yeah. No, it's so weird. Dude, I read an article that was like, it was talking about how Trump's unwillingness to wear a mask at conferences and all these other little decisions he's making directly accountable for like ballpark 40,000 deaths. 40,000 deaths are attributed to decisions he makes personally, not even policy, just things he does personally. So think about this real quick. Mm -hmm. I was listening to the radio the other day. Uh, they played the song What's Poppin' by Jack Harlow, which features verses yeah. by The Baby, Tory Lanez, and Lil Wayne. Yeah. They bleeped out Tory Lanez's entire verse. They've just edited it out. They're saying mm -hmm. he's not allowed on the radio anymore because he shot Megan the Stallion in the foot. I get it. That makes sense. Okay, kick him off the radio. Trump has killed 40,000 people by himself. Yes. If Tory Lanez is not allowed on the radio because he shot one person and he shouldn't have done that, don't do that, Tory Lanez. But yeah. Trump shouldn't be allowed on TV or anything. He, he shouldn't be allowed 000. on the fact that they haven't shut down his Twitter is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. People are dying because of it. He's killed thousands and thousands and thousands of people by himself. And you know. killing more. He's killed more than thousands of people because that's only thousands that have died because of COVID-19. That's not counting the thousands that have died because of the fear that he struck in them. You people know, are afraid. One of, the people, I, one of the reasons why people joined the Death Eaters was because they were afraid. One of the biggest lies in this country, again, is race, is white supremacy, right? That you're supreme because of how you look. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But that fear, there was a movie that came out called Birth of a Nation, the original Birth of a Nation. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many times Americans want to ignore this fact. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. <clears throat> we're a great country. But <laughs> we're such a great country that we put out a movie called Birth of a Nation. And you know what happened in Birth of a Nation? They had a white man do blackface and he went around raping women. And then the Ku Klux Klan came out of nowhere these saviors and bastions of justice and killed the black person that was doing all the raping. In actuality, it was just a white guy in, in some paint. <laughs> you understand? But yeah. that led to the resurgence of the KKK. That is how that simple lie led all them people getting hurt. You take all the violence with the Klan. From then till now, that movie, our president is a movie. Yeah. So he's responsible for a lot more than 40,000 deaths, but no, for I, sure. ain't got, I ain't got the statistics on it. But the fact that he killed that many Americans through his actions and nobody cares, crazy. Yeah. And they let him avoid talking about it. Meanwhile, yeah. they asked Obama about his birth certificate, even though we knew he was born in Hawaii. Yeah. That's why I say the RNC is that, that scene in, um, in um, Half Blood Prince where the teacher from Muggle Studies is being dragged across the table and 
killed in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm Malfoy. Like, yo, why am I here watching this? <laughs> yeah. Why am I here watching this? This is not what I thought uh, America would be or th- what the good side would be. Because remember, Draco thought he was on the right side. I'll give you a little bit more credit than Malfoy because Malfoy, he was really blindsided. But but also, like, Malfoy grew up hearing stories about the Death Eaters and didn't realize that they killed people who disagreed with them. Like, mm-hmm. it was Malfoy's fault that he didn't see that coming. Whereas, you mean like the average American? Yeah, I would say that's more. I, I don't think that. I think that if you were Malfoy, you would be mm-hmm. sitting down at the beginning of the dinner and you would whisper to your dad like, is Voldemort going to kill another fucking Gryffindor at this thing? This shit's bumming yeah. me out. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 would, I would say straight up, yo, hey, Pops, I'm leaving. We're yeah. going, I'm, I'm going to fight this guy. Yeah, I, I can't keep doing this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't grow up in a family that would do anything like that. But more so what I'm saying is Malfoy's that person that just so happens to be there and he yeah. thought he was on the right side. Dog, I'm American. And I ain't lived in no other countries. And I would tell you that this is the greatest country on earth, right? Because again... I believed the lie. I believed yeah. the lie. And I'm proud of being an American, even though I don't, under um, further analysis, I don't think nationality should be something that you have any pride in because you did nothing to earn it. Your parents had sex in a place and your mom was present in a place and you fell out in that place that she was in. The irony with America is that, I mean, you talk about people smelling flowers or giving flowers and stuff after people have already passed away and stuff like Mm -hmm. everybody that when we talk about American greatness, we always talk about disruptors and people that made changes, even down to George Washington. America was British. And then because of him and other people affiliated Mm -hmm. with him, it wasn't. So the American story if you look at like Lincoln, Martin Luther King, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, it's people trying to make a change or people making a change. And in the moment, people hating them for it. And then 50 years later, whatever, coming around and going, oh, that was a good change. My point. Yeah. Hence my point. You you have people that want to hold on to the foundation. Just use... mm, Cause I don't like I don't think I'm but so smart, right? I really don't. I think on a scale from one to ten, I think I'm somewhere about around five or six, right? But there's other things that just seem so simple to me. You go, how are y'all words matter, fam? Words matter. Words matter almost more than anything else. Words matter. You look at the constitution, slavery is still there under a loophole. Mm-hmm. Slavery is literally still in our constitution. It says that servitude is illegal unless. Stop right there. If you don't believe me, go look it up. Yeah. It literally says servitude is illegal unless. And people don't see the chicken and egg with that shit where if free labor was illegal always, do you think we'd have as many people in jail? I don't think we would. Not if at all. The only people that would be in jail are murderers and rapists and pedophiles. You mentioned uh, Birth of a Nation, the first one. The second Birth of a Nation is about Nat Turner leading a rebellion against Uh huh. And I think that... They didn't want that to come out. No, they really didn't. And I They think didn't want that to come out. 
I think that uh, if you are somebody who makes a lot of money off of private prisons, you need to be honest with yourself that you are the people that Nat Turner is rebelling against. It's the same thing. So you can go, oh, well, you know, this law needs to be fixed. But if you're profiting in the moment off of legal slavery, you need to be honest with yourself about what you are. Like people are really mad at celebrities who accidentally have their weddings at plantations. We need to be a little bit madder about modern plantation owners. Yes, 100%, which is almost any big company CEO mm -hmm. or any big company chairman. I, yeah. The fact that we still have a minimum wage in a country where we literally print money is Yeah. It's ridiculous. Now again, I'm not I'm not a um I'm not a finance person, so I don't know all the ins and outs of this, but there should be an enough money clause. <laughs> an enough money clause. Like when you when you play a video game and you beat everything and, and where rewards are you just get nine 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 nine. That's what certain people should get. Once you've made a hundred billion dollars one time, that's it. You have enough money. Now it's just for sport. You understand? We need to because they ain't paying taxes anyway. So now you can make up to certain billion dollars. Everything after that is just like you know when fishermen catch fish and they give them back. It's that. Yeah, you, know, you made a hundred. Go ahead. Well, you know, what's crazy is that there. So like if you're really rich, one thing really rich people like to do is they like to buy exotic animals. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to buy, let's say you live in Iowa and you want to buy elephants, there's a law that, oh, this person, you can only own, if you're a private citizen, you can only own four elephants or whatever. Yeah. There's a yeah. maximum on how many elephants you can own. Have you ever given a fuck about how many elephants another person had? But if money, money's a thing everybody cares about. I don't want one guy to have all the money. If he has all the all elephants, money. I'm fine with that. Bro, all the money. He owns Whole Foods. Now, Matt, wherever you decide to put punctuation in that sentence, he could become really, really sinister. You understand? If you put a <laughs> comma and period after any of those words, he is the evilest of villains, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, I own Whole Foods. Period. He doesn't think about get it, man. He's, you know, what? He's just an addict. You know what I was thinking? He like he doesn't have to get it. We don't get it. Think about what we're voting for, right? A lot of my friends that are Republicans, they say they vote Republican because of money and taxes. Okay, cool. So if yeah. you vote a Republican for money and taxes, understand something, fam. Only people paying taxes are the poor millionaires. They're the only people. Billionaires pay no taxes this nigga paid 190 million dollars in taxes he made a hundred something billion yeah dude jeff bezos here's this is what i think now he's just mm -hmm. r kelly so the same way that like r kelly is addicted to 16 year old pussy and he can't turn it down no matter what no matter how many people are going to hate him for pursuing it that's how jeff bezos feels about billions of dollars and it's there's like, nothing wrong with that. Well, with the Jeff Bezos thing. The R. Uh, Kelly thing is a lot wrong with that. No, I would argue that Jeff Bezos having all of the money hurts our society as much or more as R. Kelly statutory raping teenagers. Okay, now, but here's the thing, right? I disagree with you. I think um, R. Kelly's thing is way worse because I think Jeff Bezos' problem 
isn't a problem that he can control. It's a problem that others control. Okay, so when you look at the top 1%, right? The only reason they get to make the money that they make and the only reason taxation is what it is is because of our government, right? Now, if our government decides to tax us, fam, if it was a tax to where you can only make up to a certain amount of money, and then again, like I said, then after you get to 50 billion, everything else you made gets redistributed back into yeah. the rest of us. So if it takes X amount of billion for homelessness or pandemic funds and all that shit, that's what we do with the rest of your 50 billion. You don't even gotta pay taxes on other shit. You get to keep your first 50, we get the second 50. We talking about yeah. billions, dog. No, for sure. You already have all the money, all the money. Just go to his bank account and when he log in, just put the infinity sign there. <laughs> that's it. You've won money. You've won that's, it. That's the thing though. Now let's that, fix the rest of this crumbling country so that you've been lying about. But that's why he's like R. Kelly because R. Kelly had, he had like 12 children living in his house and he was yeah. out in the, he wasn't home though he was out in the streets trying to get 13 14 15 and 16 i, get, to I, I think i get what you mean I jeff get what you bezos mean. he he doesn't get it like there's no limit to how much money the pursuing the money is most of it for him and it's same like r kelly he just has this thing where he wants to, you know, I mean, he, See, R. Kelly was a victim of molestation. That's why he wants to do it. The same thing. Well, because that's what I was going to get into. And this is why I can't look at them the same. And the reason is, it's like when we think about Harry Potter, right? Fenier Greyback is a goddamn monster, right? Yeah. But by that same token, Voldemort, I don't know if Voldemort, and, I'm, and I'm, I don't think Jeff Bezos is either of these people, by the way. I think he's somebody that makes a lot of money. And I think a lot of us get super um, mad. I don't really know much about the guy. I don't. Um, but at the end of the day, he can only do what he does. People can only make as much money as they do because of our government. So again, if motherfuckers are making $100 billion and he's worth $200 billion, okay, brother, it's time for us to go to your bank account and put the infinity sign there. You, you're done with money. You're done. You can make $50 billion, up to $50 billion a year, and we're giving the rest back to everybody else and if you want to call that socialism you call that socialism but at least that way you wouldn't have to worry about certain shit what if we just don't tell them what if we just take the money and go hey jeff if you spend but not just all jeff, of your money everybody mayor no, bloomberg all these people. Any billionaire you go hey if you spend all of this money we'll give you more we promise yeah, yeah. if you if you go blow this whole 200 billion bro <laughs> we'll we'll make sure you get the rest back. We're gonna order the hell out some Amazon. But the problem is and they're then, addicted. They're addicted to pursuing the money. That's of course. They're just like at. I mean, you know, they're just like a crack whore or whatever. Like they so, can't. Yeah. But the, again, when you talk about it, right? And when you hear what people are voting for, only us millionaires pay taxes, fam. Yeah. And everybody at our level, we all just want to be millionaires. We want to be rich millionaires. You can keep the billion. I don't even want it. Yeah, I don't want a billion dollars. I swear to God, we're I don't. trying to be happy. I mean, that's the thing that's lost on both our. Oh, I'd be happy with the two hundred billion dollars. Trust me. Trust For me. Sure. I'd buy my happiness. But I bet Believe you that. I bet you your happiness only costs like five or six million. You know. Yes. Yeah, bro. Thirty million dollars. I'm more than good. I'm more than good. A billion. I do mean annually, by the way. I want to make that shit annual. <laughs> 
speaking of billionaires, I got our last uh, our last current events topic. Uh, I have the debate. I like this a lot. The debate over New York City and the comp I have is Rita Skeeter and Elpheus Dodge arguing about Dumbledore's legacy. Ah, excellent. You're so much better at this than me. Shit. <laughs> uh, okay. So the argument over New York. Specifically the argument by Jerry Seinfeld and James Altucher. That so, man, look, fuck both of them rich people. It's uh, more so, and I, yeah, they're both rich. I don't care. It's more so. Um, they're both rich and they're not Harry Potter fans. I think they're into like that comic book nerd shit. <laughs> gotcha. The same gotcha. comic books. God bless them both, but I don't like hearing either of them talk about New York concerning how, you know, ampl- oh my God, amplifyingly wealthy they are. I, and I appreciate what Seinfeld wrote, you know what I'm saying? Because I yeah. happen to agree. It's just one of those things that uh, to the folks that don't know, people are saying New York City is dead. Allow me to show you somebody that's in New York City. Not only are we not dead, we're very alive. We never died. We won't die. You motherfuckers should know that already. You ain't going to forget 9-11, neither will we. We'll be here after that. We're going to be here. Stop playing with us. Talking about we dead. You'll die first, bitch. <laughs> Anyhow, I, um, I compare it more to the argument that Ron and Hermione had right after, um, what's his name? Right after he broke up with Lavender. You know what I'm saying? Uh, In the hospital. That's what I compare it to. Because it's like, come on, man. If New York dies, you wouldn't have a business. So let's not wish bad on the place that, um, you know, you know. Yeah. Never count. If you count out New York, you miscount it. But if you want to leave, stay gone. Shit. And if all the millionaires want to leave, stay gone. I'll say with both uh, Jerry and James that, uh, if you really give a fuck about New York, maybe invest in the up and coming generation of New Yorkers. And if you don't give a fuck about them, then you don't give a fuck about New York. And absolutely not. And if you're absolutely. an old guy and you're, I said absolutely not. I meant absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Invest in new generations of New Yorkers. And if you're an old guy in general and you're bemoaning, you know, that things aren't the way they were, maybe you should uh, ingratiate yourself with the people who are coming up and just see for sure. Because if you're not fucking with young people and you're going, oh, this is so changed. Like for me, when I started, like, you know, from doing like teaching and stuff like that, I started listening more to like the newest hip hop that was coming out. And when when I was just hearing third party about Little Pump or whoever, I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, it's trash. It's not what it was, blah, blah, blah. But then, and even when you hear about like, when I would hear about somebody like Lil Uzi Vert, it wasn't in terms that were fair to them. It was all, it was through my like information waves, which were all of my generation. So listening to younger music and finding out about it through young people and hearing about somebody like, hearing about somebody, like if I were to hear about somebody like the baby or Lil Baby or whoever through the media, it would just be under bullshit like, Oh, they this guy shot a guy, or this guy got arrested for having like that's all they tell you about young rappers in the media. It's like this guy got wow. arrested for having guns on him. But mm. when it's like through kids, they go, "Hey, so this guy, little baby, he is very adamant about idolizing uh, Lil Wayne, or this mm-hmm. guy, Juice World, is adamant about idolizing Eminem or 
or a Snoop Dogg or whoever. And then yes. it's just a more interesting lens to hear about them from. Uh, and it, it makes you more excited to hear about them. And like just this new music, it's amazing. Yeah. And, and it's like people say things like, oh, well, hip hop is dead. No, you're just not really listening. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? The old grungy dark hip hop that you want is still present. You just gotta look for it. The radio ain't gonna play that shit because the radio wants you on pills. But you gotta look for it. You the people that say, oh, this people that talk about um our art form, talk about comedy. Oh, comedy ain't comedy ain't what it used to be. It's better than what it used to be. Trust yeah. me. Trust me. Every yeah. single comic that you're looking for, or that you're looking for the next one. Not only can I name that person, if you give me the comic, I can tell you that that person is probably better than the person that you think needs to be replaced. Because they grew up studying that person. And also, people respect great art on both ends of it. So the same person you're going, like, if you go, oh, DMX is the best. There's nobody like DMX. Like, how come there's nobody like DMX? Well, not not only are there people similar to dmx but they grew up idolizing dmx so to me young ma has the luxury Mm -hmm. of growing up and listening to dmx and studying Mm -hmm. dmx and is she exactly like dmx no No. but she's really really fucking great and if you're looking for new music and you like dmx you're gonna love young ma hey if you like little wayne right and you're looking for yo what did he inspire and something like that fam Look at Kendrick Lamar. Look at J. Cole. Or if you want something that's just a little bit more party-ish, look at Lil Baby. Look at Lil Pump. Actually, look at 95% of the young hip-hop artists. You know what I'm saying? It all evolves. And we got to stop acting like, oh, this era was the best because it's what I like. That's not the case, fam. It's not the case. And especially with certain art forms, when it changed, there's no generation of artists that I think have had more stimulation and what's the word inflation than this generation. Mm-hmm. You got everybody jumping into certain types of art forms that may or may not even want to do it, or they get titled that they're part of it. I ain't noticed y'all don't if y'all don't know, we do this over Zoom and me and Will keep our cameras on. I just uh moved my elbow. And hey, I don't get to compliment myself too much, but usually elbow skin is wrinkly. Let me tell y'all something. Smooth as elbows <laughs> on the goddamn planet. You ain't never seen elbows this smooth. Shits are like dark eggs. You understand? On Anyhow. set. <laughs> Anyhow, there's a lot of artists that are present, and we don't do enough to look for them. And I think a lot of people don't know how to look for them. So, um, like we said, go watch all of Chad with Bozeman's um, stuff. Also, go look for some new artists, man. You can start with us, but if you listen to this, you already know us. But check out Max's um, new podcast. Check out my buddy Phil Hunt's um, podcast, Tough Talk with Phil Hunt. Check out um, Andre D. Thompson's podcast. Check out Remy Ketsmere's podcast. Well, some of y'all probably came from there. But really, really ingratiate yourself. I- is that, is that the word, Will? That you right? Yeah, that's right. Poof, and, yeah, we gotta ingratiate yourself with the arts, fam, because artists are one of the few things that are still here for y'all. Comedians, singers, actresses, actors, and for the love of God, pull the chains off of us. And when I say pull the chains off of us, I mean let it go. Yeah. I, yeah. If a motherfucker ain't speaking hate. 
And if they're not actively trying to push hatred out into the world, let it go. Stop canceling people that work so hard to get something, especially in times like this when it feels like there's nothing to look forward to. I'm, I'm as tired of seeing that shit as I am the cop videos. I'm sick of it. I'm sick yeah. of it. And I'm sick of y'all being that way. If you ain't going to cancel what needs to be canceled, shut the fuck up. A hundred percent. And I think that uh, people also need to see the difference between like kids making mistakes and artists finding their footing. And then also just people who are, you know, who, and the other thing is too, that mm-hmm. you can also just walk away from an artist if you don't like them. Yeah. You don't have to, it doesn't always have to be a movement. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, we are great. Cool. Um, so I got our last to the last person that we can sort because this will just be like be low stakes because kind of who cares about this person even though they're in the news because they put chips in a pig. Uh, we can wow. sort Elon Musk. He put what? Yeah, he put computer chips in a pig. Let me make sure I got that right because that sounds crazy saying it but I think I read that that he put he put I'm, I'm a brain quiet on, in a pig. Quiet on this one till you find out. Yeah, no, he put chips in a pig. Uh, Elon Musk unveils pig with chip in its brain. <laughs> I'm just going to say right now that he's a fucking Slytherin. Why uh, is this allowed? Yeah, he's Slytherin. Why is this allowed? Why is this allowed? That's some cruel and unusual shit. He should be arrested. I don't know. He's just weird, man. Like the thing he is, should okay. be arrested. Is this? Is it his pig? Why? Why is he putting chips in pigs? Why is he putting chips in anything? What's wrong with this? Okay, uh, it's kind of like a Fitbit in your skull with tiny wires. The billionaire oh, entrepreneur said on a webcast. So I guess it's to measure their brain cognition. And For what? They always, he said that maybe one day it could fix something like dementia. Why are they just letting him say things? Who is this man? What does he do? How do he make his money? Thing, so, I've never heard of this guy until two years ago. And now every time I hear about him, it's always something. I want to go to space. Shut up. Shut dude, up. It's like, so you know how Kanye makes great music and then he's allowed to say crazy shit sometimes? Yeah. So Elon Musk. But Kanye ain't putting chips and bigs. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Kanye doesn't do anything crazy. He just says crazy shit. Elon Musk, he invented a cool car. And he has like a science background. I know there's people that think he should be in Ravenclaw because he's smart, but here's why he's a Slytherin. Because most of the shit he does, science-wise, engineering-wise, it's just about being in the news. It's not. He doesn't. Is he engineered though? I don't know anything this dude has created. He made the Tesla. That's him. Oh man! Shut (laughs) him up. Somebody tell him to be quiet. Go. Mm. You know what? You know what? I'm not going to say what I was about to say. Because I was about to say the thing that I don't like that people say when um, I think PayPal, oh, he got his money on PayPal? Like, we gave it to him when he created PayPal. Either way, if you created PayPal, no, I can't say that. Because I wanted to say, like, yo, you create Tesla's, create Tesla. Yeah. Right? But that's not, that's hypocritical because I don't believe that in, in other directions, right? 
I don't think you should tell an artist like, oh, well, if you only do this, you shouldn't talk about other things. So because of that, I won't say what I was going to say, but Elon Musk, shut the fuck up and stop putting chips in things that are living. If you want to put a chip in something, put a chip in your brain, man. Yeah, put a chip that's in your a brain. great point. If you love Open it, that you up, put, put a chip in your brain. brain. That oh, should be so illegal. Good. It should be against the law. Why are you tampering with pigs, you odd sorcerer stop playing these games go do something useful go put a chip in a cop that helps them see black people as humans do that since you're making chips for shit you making chips for pigs go do that i just love that uh max wrote on the chat i think paypal is how he got his money and nigo for at least a moment was like Oh, I guess somebody just a bill- gave him a billion dollars on PayPal. <laughs> just send them through the app. Like, hey, who do you, who do you think I am? My man, I thought he made PayPal or something. No, he, did. he did make PayPal. That's oh, okay. I- yeah. Oh, so I was right. Yeah. Still fuck him, though. <laughs> Doing too much. Yeah. No, Doing I think- too much. And the thing is, he's not doing the shit he's doing to help anybody. He just wants to stay in the news. Well, go, go, go ride a bike. Go beat, go, go beat somebody's record. Go beat Lance Armstrong's record. Go learn to sew. Be the first billionaire sewing machine. Like, go, go, <laughs> go, go learn to do something, man. Pick up a trade. Stop being weird. Putting chips in pigs. You awkward human being, you. That's the thing, too. He's pig didn't ask for a chip. Cool. The pig, I assure you the pig didn't want a chip. And if it's not going to help us with anything, we already use enough of pigs to make insulin. They're doing enough for us. Learn how to do something for yourself. There's some pigs you want to help. Go put a chip in Derek Chauvin's head. Go do that. Go do that. Go make him a good person. Go do that. I don't think there's the technology. Um, Well, yeah, you can't fix evil. Yeah. No, work on that chip. Well, I mean, you know. I'm, I'm sorting him into... Um, um, I'm not sorting him into Slytherin. He would be one of those weird. I don't even think he would go to school. He'd be one of those weird outliers that taught himself oh, like magic the, and blew shit the, up. The Gaunts. He's like a homeschooled. Wizard. There you go. There you go. Like the Gaunts. There you go. So I'm gonna put him with the Gaunts and stop messing with pigs. You awkward weirdo. Yeah. No. Nah, messing with animals and ain't asked for it. He thinks. He's Peter a, get Peter gets more mad at um at people for wearing mink coats and I ain't heard nothing about Elon Musk putting a chip in a pig. That's a good point. I don't think man, Peter, y'all I, make me sick. Yeah, has Peter commented on this, bro? This is how much this is how much nobody's talking about that. If you didn't say it, I'd have went the rest of my life not knowing this idiot is putting SIM cards in pig brains. Yeah. Now, I think that his big problem is he all, he thinks he's one, like, decision or news story away from being cool. And Jeff Bezos, too, kind of thinks, like, he can be cool. And, like, it's, it's you not... You can be it's cool. Not, you all know what's cool. Not, not putting <laughs> chips in defenseless pig heads. What, what's wrong with you? Because what if that shit work? What if it work? And this pig got Siri's brain now. You think they going? <laughs> you think they just going to like what they hearing, what they reading on Google about what we doing today, people? Oh, uh, that's true. Pig rebellion. I mean, look, if there was Stupid. a pig rebellion, Trump would be pretty conflicted because he looks more like them than like us. <laughs> <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, has been quarantine episode seventeen. 
of the Potterhood Podcast. We're going to do our plugs real quick. Will, tell the folks where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Will Posnan. Max, tell the folks where they can find you. They can find me on all social media at Max Marcus Comedy and my new podcast, The Max Cast. And make sure y'all listen to The Max Cast expeditiously. And ladies and gentlemen, you can find me at Nico White 93 That's at N-E-K-O-W-H-I-T-E-9-3 on Instagram. And um, we would love to hear from you guys. We got some more stuff coming soon. And um, above all else, what did Dumbledore say? I'm going to find that um, uh, quote of his. Actually, no, I'm just going to abridge it. Because I know we've been talking about a lot of stuff that's kind of heavy. And we try to add light sometimes. But um, Dumbledore said a version of this. I'm going to butcher it. But um, something, something, something. When it gets dark, don't despair. You just have to remember to turn on the light. So y'all remember to turn on the light. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been the Potterhood Podcast. Will on three. One, two, three. Mischief, Mischief Man. Man.